We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What up, everybody? 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Points north, south, east, and west. Busy, busy, busy day. Everybody's focused on the holidays. We're focused on football around here. B. Mitch has an appointment, may or may not be in, we're going we're gonna to just kind of ride that out, see what happens. He was going to Pennsylvania, might not be now. Um, we have a packed show. Um, we got to talk, the Junks, we're talking about it this morning, kind of this this brewing Carson Wentz situation. Um, Rivera taught, Ron Rivera, commander's head coach, talked on the record yesterday, uh, um, did a group Zoom with reporters. I got to talk to him after that. Um, got some, you know, kind of interesting information um, another big win for the Caps last night. Unfortunately, Ovechkin got zero goals. So how much money did that win us, Landfill? Um, if, just so everybody remembers, yesterday, me, Beamich, Landfill, and Jeff decided to each put 20 bucks towards a Ovechkin will break the record tonight bet and have two goals or more. Um, got zero, so we won no money. Um, over under on when Jeff pays landfill the 20 he owes him. I'll set it at January 1st, 2023. <laughs> that that for the, for all the for all the hardcore listeners out there, we'll keep track. We will alert you when Jeff pays landfill the 20. Um Wiz are on that West Coast road trip. It's not going well for him playing the Suns tonight, late night. Um there was a Monday night football game last night. A lot of people were pissed that they didn't score from the one-yard line late in that game. Let's them hit the under. I, I recognize that the Packers are still technically alive in the playoff race, but I, I just I can't. Those two teams, that game last night did not hold my interest. I ended up watching Siesta Key with my wife. So if anybody's curious, there will not be a thorough Monday night football breakdown. Packers are now... Um, one are the Packers now seven and eight? I guess. So technically, technically, I guess they're in the race. But uh, we have some breaking news here, JP. What's that? Jeff Walker has sent me the twenty dollars. Oh, congratulations, Landfill. <laughs> that hit way under. That hit way under. Vegas probably took a beating on that. Massive. Um, Jeff also has his top button buttoned, which is strange. I, I think brought, that's the look now. I brought a uh, carton of I, a carton is the right word. I don't know the right. I brought in a family sized container of double stuffed Oreos, and we opened them. You know, I got here early this morning. I bet I was here by like ten thirty eight, and uh, or nine thirty eight rather. I um, think it was nine thirty seven. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's an early morning for me, and I bet the double stuffed Oreos are already gone. Jeff, there are any left out there? Yes. What goes first, the Oreos or the bag of salt and vinegar chips? The Oreos by far. Landfill, were you happy to see me or that I brought chips and Oreos? What were you happier about? Uh, I was happy that you brought the Oreos and you also brought eclairs. I'm not a particular fan of that brand of chips, even though I love salt and vinegar. How do you not? Uts are the best chips on the market, They're too bro. coarse and they cut up the roof of your mouth. 
Not a fan. I see. They are by far my favorite chip. No, go with I'm hers. Us loyalists. Hers is the greatest. No, hers is not the greatest. How dare you? And you know what's bad? Cape Cod. They're too crunchy. Cape Cod is awful. I have sensitive teeth. I would uh, I would not buy Cape Cod, uh, but Utz, Utz is right there in the Cape Cod area. You know one thing Chase Young and I have in common? Uh, neither of you have played in the NFL this year. That's okay. I got two things in common with Chase Young. Mm. I guess three. We're both from the state of Maryland. Correct. Like Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Mm-hmm. Um, we both rank the Utz Salt and Vinegar Chip number one in the world. <laughs> Um, I want to get into football here, but I, I, there's one thing I want for Christmas. I want Jeff to stop combing his beard at work because it kind of gives me the creeps and he kind of looks like a, you, you know, like a goat, how a goat like, co- like trims its beard or whatever. It's, it's a weird look, Jeff. I swear you could do it before we sit down to start the program. All right. Now, um, a lot of conversation Last night, about in the in the last twenty four hours, the Commanders dropped that game. I was just talking to Jason Bishop, Mister Bishbucks, Mister Lurch, Papa, about the Commanders, and, and this I don't think qualifies as a hot take. I still think they're a more talented team than the Giants. The Giants have a good D line. Saquon's a good player. I think the Giants have the better quarterback between Heineke and Daniel Jones, but I don't. It's not like it's not like Josh Allen's lining up for them. I kind of think the Commanders got out coached Sunday night. I, I think they were so geared up to stop the run with Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones beat him from the pocket. He made a couple of laser throws in that game, particularly on that. Super long 18-play drive. Um, and then late in the game, Saquon, on on the drive after the second Heineke fumble, that fumble really killed him. Um, you know, if you're going to lose 2-0 in the, in the turnover department <clears throat> on a team with a limited offense, it's going to be really hard to win games. And, and I think we've got to be cognizant of that. And... The team got away from the run game in the second half. Um, you know, Brian Robinson was running for seven yards a pop. He got four carries in the second half. Antonio Gibson was running for four yards a pop. He got one carry in the second half. Um, planned runs to their to their backs, and and I'll include the stuff to the wide receivers on the on the sweeps and the end arounds and stuff. It was five, six, eight carries in in the second half of that game. Um, in my conversation with Ron Rivera yesterday, I asked him, you know, is there, is there a number you'd like to see the rushes get to? And and you'll hear my full interview with Ron at 1 o'clock. Um, and he says, yeah, like it's got to get north. And, and it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy with the run game because you can only run the ball when you're in good down and distance. And typically if you're in good down and distance means you are close in a game. If you're getting blown out, you can't run the ball that much. But I, I think what got lost is that the Commanders, it was an eight-score game almost the entire second half. And, and, and so because of that, it's just it's hard for this team to 
drop these games. And, and now we're in a scenario. I thought the Junks did a really good job of framing kind of the Carson Wentz discussion because it came up yesterday. I thought David Aldridge did a really good job of asking Ron some some delicate yet difficult questions. Um, and then in turn, I got to talk to Ron. So, so now all of a sudden you're going to California, playing the Niners on a short week. I, I think pretty easy to argue that the Niners are – the hottest team in football I, right now, I would say that the Eagles, if you missed the news last night, which is just a killer for them, Jalen Hurts now is, is going to possibly miss some time. Landfill, are you okay? Now, all the reports say he'll be okay for the playoffs, but that's troubling. Uh, it's, it's definitely not encouraging. I know um, I have confidence in Gardner Minshew. He's adopted a Jesus look. Just in time to play for Christmas, so I think that's good. The last quarterback that looked like Jesus was Charlie Whitehurst, so he didn't really get it done. Yeah, but Gardner Minshew is way better than that joke. Um, I like Minshew. Yeah, I like Minshew too, but I think Wenzel or I think uh, Hertz will be back, so I'm not super worried. Yeah, I think if they weren't 13 and one, um, you know, this might be a little bit different, but. I don't know, man. I remember Carson Wentz had the Eagles on fire, got hurt late in the season. They ended up winning the Super Bowl that year. I don't think it's really comparable, but if you look at kind of with that Hurts injury, you look at the Chiefs and the Bills, they've been kind of scuffling. Bills needed a late comeback drive to beat the Dolphins. The week before, they kind of scuffled with the Jets. The Chiefs, would that game go to OT against the Texans? Maybe the Bengals are right there because they're getting hot. But I, I think it's hard to argue with the Niners as the hottest team in football. And that's with a third-string quarterback. So now you've got the Commanders heading out west short week to play the Niners. And the Commanders, largely due to two games against the Giants, where you can only muster 32 points in two games and you get a tie and a loss, they're in the danger zone. If, if the playoffs started today, they'd be in. They'd be the seventh seed heading to Minnesota to play the Vikings, which I think of the possible matchups, I think that would be the most advantageous unless you get the whatever terrible team ends up winning the NFC South. But, dude, if you got to look at what else is coming, the the Lions are, are red hot. The Lions have won, I, I want to say, four in a row. The Lions close out with three games that they're going to be favored in. I think they've got Panthers, Packers, Bears. Maybe they're not favored against the Packers, but the Lions have won three in a row and have a, a major opportunity down the stretch here. The Packers are six and eight. They've won two in a row, but you gotta you gotta look at the Lions and you gotta look at the Seahawks, who now the Commanders are only up a half game on. A half a game is is hardly a, a, a real dominant situation. And, and now the Commanders, three games left. I think they've got to win two of the three. Going to San Fran, best defensive football, hottest team in football. It's going to be really hard to pick them to win that thing. And 
you've got the the perception, the at least the discussion of a quarterback decision. Ron yesterday basically told David Aldridge, it's Taylor's job right until it isn't. And so when I got to talk to him a little later in the afternoon, I asked him because I, I couldn't help but notice being down on the field yesterday, seeing Carson Wentz on that field, you forget the physical specimen he is. And I'm not saying he's necessarily a better quarterback than Heineke, but physically he he runs by you and it's like, whoa, it, it, it stands out. The size, the stature. So I asked Ron, it, it, it's easy for Heineke to be your guy no matter what when Carson's wearing sweats, when Carson's on the IR. Carson's back on the active now, and he's dressed for games, and I asked Ron about it yesterday. I was down there at halftime. I saw Carson come sprinting out of that tunnel. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this 6'5 unit. Did does that change the, yeah. the the kind of the situation at all? It does. It does. I mean, you know, going into the second half, scoring early, moving the ball the way we did, it, it was it would have been hard for me to to, to, to sure. make a change right there. I mean, I have to. If that went differently, could you have thought about it? Yes, it had. But you know, again, it didn't. Right. So, so it never crossed my mind. Once we got that score, I always felt, okay, here we go. Here it comes. That was the best drive of the game. Yeah, but but you're you're thinking, here we go, and, and this is what we got to do, and let's continue with this. So, whenever we talk about playoff scenarios, I always say, if the season ended today, but it doesn't. So Ron Rivera allowed that if Taylor didn't come in and get that early third quarter touchdown against the Giants, that it could have made an impact, that he might have had to make a decision and decide to change quarterbacks. But Taylor got that drive. It was probably the best drive they had all game. And in turn, that keeps Wentz on the bench. I just don't know for how long that lasts. I And... When a when a coach is thinking about a change, have you ever heard, perhaps all athletes, but NFL players especially, I've, I've heard this from a lot of veteran players as they get further on in their career. Once you start thinking about retirement, you're done. Once you once you consider, oh man. This could go a different way. I could be chilling with my family. Once you have that in your mind, it's already over. So you got to wonder. Ron's got this in his mind. And then let's be real about NFL rosters and NFL decision makers. The Commanders gave up two draft picks to acquire Carson Wentz. Good news that the third's not going to become a second. We all know that now. But they still gave up a second and a third to acquire Carson Wentz. Paying them damn near $30 million. Perhaps 
Perhaps some people will tell you it's happening. Some people will tell you it's not. Some people will tell you it's a sham. Some people will tell you it's on. It's Bezos. It's already a done deal. But perhaps the commanders are in the process of getting sold. Now, it's one thing if Rivera, I think as long as Dan owns the team, I think Rivera's job's fairly safe. During the playoff hunt this year, you know, uh, uh, again, the quarterback they acquired, a veteran quarterback to be their starter, got hurt, missed some time. They stayed in the hunt. They competed. I think you could argue if this team ever got a good quarterback, a, a really good one, a top 10 in the league type player, they could win 10, 11, maybe 12 games out of 17. Their defense is good. They got really elite weapons on the outside. Um, you got to reinvest in that offensive line. The decision to let Brandon Sheriff walk continues to kind of haunt the franchise. But at, at some point, this isn't about Ron trying to win this season. It may not be. Maybe he believes Carson's the best path. But if you got a new owner coming in, Ron's already experienced this. The guy that hired him, that he trusted, Jerry Richardson with the Panthers, sold the team. David Tepper comes in. Ron keeps the job, but it's not his guy. Tepper didn't hire Ron. I believe it was about a couple years later, Tepper gets rid of Ron. At some point, you might need to show the Carson Wentz move makes sense because at some point, you gotta you gotta make sure your resume looks pretty good, because you're running the whole show. And if you're Marty Herney, if you're Martin Mayhew, the guys that signed off on this thing, Dan Snyder, in his deposition to Congress, said that Mayhew went and got Wentz. There was a report that it was Snyder that went and got Wentz. Ron went on the record said, I'm the bleeping guy. I looked at the papers. I looked at the analytics. I was at the scouting combine talking to people about him. Somebody is going to want to claim this as a win. How do you do that? I'll explain when we come back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. B. Mitchell Finley. B. Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. Listen, we got a packed show coming your way. Barstool Nate will join us at 11. At 12.30, James Smith-Williams from the Commanders will join the program. 12.45, Garnet Hathaway from the Washington Capitals. Caps are red hot, man. Uh, make sure you tune in. We're all waiting to see Alex Ovechkin break that record. 1 o'clock, you're here. My full interview with Ron Rivera from yesterday. Um, pretty interesting stuff there, so you're going to want to listen to all of it. Right now, uh, we have world-famous vodka Connoisseur, I don't know if I pronounced that right. My guy Scotty's here from from Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty, what up, man? Uh, just hanging out and dribbling some vodka and having a good time. So I don't. Were you aware that B Mitch and I put up the Scotty's bat signal last week that we needed some some vodka for the holidays? All the way in Frederick saw that. Just came running down. I love. Boom. It. That's what I like to hear. Um. So, dude, you're a Commanders fan. Ron is obviously getting to a point where it feels like he wants to go back to Wentz. And I, I want to open up the phones and kind of have a discussion on this. I, I'm curious where you're at on, on Heineke and Wentz. I think, I mean, you got to stay with the guy that brought you there. Stay with Heineke. The mo- I mean, the momentum is there. You, know, you take last game, you take one turnover, you know, into the end zone, and you take a few different penalties away, and that game is completely different. And now we're talking about a win, and no one's talking, having this conversation. Yeah, it's, I mean the, the the fourth down, the Curtis Samuel mugging. I, yeah. I'm still. I had a buddy of mine call me last night. He's like, you all right, dude? You sounded kind of pissed off on the radio. I was like, I, that that's one of the more egregious missed calls I think we've seen in a while. And and I know that that stuff tends to even out over the course of a 17 game season. It really does. Go back to the big Philly win on Monday night, and they just. Rip Dallas Goddard's face mask off. Like, I get it, yeah. but that was just such a crucial situation. Yeah. It, I mean, it, yeah, there's just a few moments in that game. I mean, all in all, if you just, if you take that game as a whole, that, I mean, it really wasn't a bad game. And he, re, he didn't really have a bad game. There was, there was moments, you know, it kind of slowed down. It, you, you really, he really could have picked up the pace on it and moved it a little bit more. But all in all, I mean, he brought you to that point. So I think you just you just stay with it, just keep riding it. Yeah, and and I also wonder the impact it would have in the locker room. I I think people might have a tough time if they went away from Heineke at this point. But 
it, it is undeniable to watch. <laughs> I mean, just the way Carson was kind of warming up and stuff. Just yeah. Carson being back on the field, back in uniform, it is such a difference than when he was in sweats and holding the clipboard and, and just had the earpiece in. Yeah, I think it's, I think the pressure is there on that. I mean, but you you've looked at other teams that have done this, that have done you know flip flops in the season, not always because of injury, but for other reasons late and, in the year too. It, and you and you see that when that happens, you know it really just blows the team up for the rest of the year. You know, I mean, there there's no consistency there. You know. The, Basically, everyone just kind of just mails it in at that point. So I think I think it's no doubt you really got to stay where you are. Um, I appreciate you popping in, dude. I, I, just to clear something up, um, since you came in today and B. Mitch isn't here, that means I get my allocation of Scotty's Christmas presents and B. Mitch's allocation of Scotty's Christmas I, I, presents. I think I think you're gonna have to have a little discussion with B. Mitch on that one. He's I, not I, he's I, not the <laughs> most like. <laughs> sane or, or calm dude to discuss things like that with. So maybe I'll just say you said it. Uh, uh, all right. Well, it's on tape. So <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, dude. Merry Christmas. Good to see no, you, man. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Um, I think if, if you zoom out on this Heineke stuff, and I, I want to be clear, you got to stay with Taylor. <laughs> to, to Scotty's point, like, you, this is what got you there. He, he came in, you got red hot, everything kind of started to change. Is that a fire alarm, Lampfill? Uh, it is a fire alarm, yes. Should Do we need to leave? Eh, if it starts getting hot, we'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you know it's a perfect way to work is just with a siren and blinking lights going off. Um, all right, we're just going to power through this fire alarm. Um <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, dude, yeah, just in case, man. Yeah, no, Appreciate no, it, Scotty. Thank you. I got it. I need one of these shirts, dude. I understand. Um, I mean, it is. It's really happening here. Is this the apocalypse, landfill? Uh, if there is a real fire, I'll make sure that we grab the vodka on the way out. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll be good. And the double stuff Oreos. We those are replaceable. Oh, uh, that's true. Um. Scotty's handcrafted, hand-delivered vodka, not replaceable. All right. Um, it's a little distracting with the lights. Not going to lie to you. But I'm going to try to keep this going. So if if I was in charge, I would not get away from Taylor Heineke. Especially going to San Francisco. I, I, I fear a, a couple things are going to happen. Because the commanders got away from the run in the second half, last week against the Giants, I think they're going to have an extra emphasis on on sticking with the run this year against this week against the Niners. And that Niners defense is so damn good. Really, really good. I mean if you look at in the in the last six weeks, they've won six in a row since they're by the Niners haven't given up more than 17 points. And they have a shutout. A shutout week 12 against the Saints. The Commanders, the Washington football team, the Redskins, whatever you want to call this organization, they haven't had a shutout since B. Mitch won a Super Bowl in 1991. That's what, 31 years? 
Let's be clear. If there is a fire, let's get the hell out of here. Okay. Because <laughs> the alarm is certainly going off. Um, how about last week you saw the Niners go to Seattle and just handle the Seahawks on a Thursday night game when everybody was wondering if Brock Purdy could get it done on the road. The, the week before that, they just dominated the Bucks, 35-7. to And everybody's like, man, Brock Purdy's not going to beat Tom Brady. Well, he did. Um, and, and you saw Purdy come in against the Dolphins in a game that nobody thought, you know, that was supposed to be this big shootout, a big test for the Niners. They put up 33 in that game. So I, I think one thing I fear is <laughs> the commanders are going to really try to stick to the run this week against the Niners, right? In the last six weeks, the Niners haven't given up more than 70 rush yards. They've created at least one turnover in each of the last six games, including four against the Dolphins, who have one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL, and three against the Bucks. So you've got a commander's team that, let's be real, we know they're going to try to run the ball. The Niners are really, really good at stopping the run, and they're really, really good at creating turnovers. It creates this scenario that is almost, if you want to make a quarterback switch and you come into San Fran and you're running the ball and you don't have much success and then you've got a quarterback that does turn it over some against an elite defense, there's probably a self-fulfilling prophecy here. Well, we'll give Taylor this one last shot, you know, to prove he's our guy because we're not getting away from him while we're winning even though our last two games have been a tie and a loss. Okay, he gets the Niners game. It goes poorly. All right, we're going to Carson for the Browns game. But Landfill, do you want to hand the ball back to Carson Wentz after he hasn't played in nine weeks with needing to go 2-0 and in the final two games? No. The my biggest problem with all of this is this thought that this thought that you got to get away from Heineke because you got to go to Wentz. Now, is he more physically gifted? Yes. Is he definitively better? I don't think so. He has a bigger arm, for sure. And and I do think some of the red zone struggles, people get so caught up. People misconstrue arm strength. People think it's about the ability to go deep. It's not. That, that helps. But it's about the ability to make tight window throws, to fire the ball into a spot where you're beating a linebacker coming from the center and you're beating a corner coming from the edge where you have to anticipate and send a laser beam. Carson can do that when he's accurate. But we're not talking about a career 68% passer. We're talking about a guy that sprays the ball. So if it's up to me, I'm sticking with Heineke the rest of the way. I'd rather a team that the quarterback's been playing 
Get the last two starts if you need to go 2-0. and I'm not so sure that's what's going to happen. Folks are on the phone lines. 11 o'clock, Barstool Nate joins us. we got a packed show coming your way. The building may or may not be on fire. We have we, Do we have confirmation either way? Apparently we don't. Hopefully we're coming back from the break. Don't go anywhere. Be Mitch Finley, 1067 The Fan. Make sure you're following along on social media. Give me a follow at JP Finley NBCS. Give the show a follow at B. Mitch Finley. Brian is at B. Mitch Live NBCS. A um, little bit of news from the golf world real quick. Looks like the Masters will re- let players on the Live Golf Tour into the field in April. So if you think about at least the former champs that are on Live, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Brooks kept no Brooks Brooks hasn't won a Masters. I think he's just won U.S. Opens. Um, probably some others that I'm not thinking about off the top of my head. Um, got this tweet from Peter Hartogs. He says, "I went to the Seahawks 49ers game. Doesn't matter who is behind center for the Commanders. They get the ball out so stinking fast. Seahawks got manhandled. I I do wonder if." One thing Ron said repeatedly about the red zone struggles is that the ball's got to come out faster for Taylor. I think the way that Seahawks pass rush gets to the passer, the way that Seahawks defense is just, I'm sorry, the the Niners rather, the way their defense is just flying to the ball all over the place is going to create trouble for whoever's at quarterback. I would hesitate to go to Wentz. I, I mean, what do we always say on this show about guys coming back to the NFL? You don't get back on a treadmill sprinting. You get back on a treadmill and it slowly gets moving until you're up to speed. Wentz is going to be rusty, man. He hasn't played since the first week of October. It's Christmas. Like, the last time Carson Wentz played, we were all hoping that Chase Young was going to play in November. Now we're waiting on Santa Claus. I mean, a, a lot has happened in the world since the last time the last time Carson Wentz played, Deion Sanders was coaching Jackson State. A lot's happened in the world. The last time Carson Wentz played, the Wizards were a playoff team. Or at least a possible playoff team. The last time Carson Wentz played, Alex Ovechkin was in the 700s. Now he's about to break Gordie Howe's record. So I I think to assume he could step in, I think there's a a couple of assumptions with Wentz. If if you make this move. That he's demonstrably better than Taylor. I'm, I'm not even sure you can say that definitively. There are there are people that will make the case. He is he is a more physically gifted athlete, undeniably. But I, I, to me, that's kind of the end of the conversation. Let's just look at this year because history doesn't really matter here. It doesn't matter that Wentz was number two overall pick and that Heineke was undrafted. They both went to small schools. It's not like either of their school is Alabama. North Dakota State versus ODU is whatever. So let's see what they've done this year. 
in six games started for the Commanders. Team had a record of two and four. Wentz completed 62% of his passes for about 1,500 yards, 10 touchdowns against six picks. And Wentz got, he was going for about 250 a game, and he was sacked 23 times. Taylor now, in eight starts, a little less accurate. He's completing 61% of his passes for about 1,700 yards, 10 touchdowns against five picks. He's been sacked 17 times. I think we're seeing some of Taylor, again, these two games against the Giants, now that Tyler Larson's out. I don't think Ron ever thought he'd have to deal with a third-string center at repeated times this year, but it is really impacting their offensive line. It's making a significant impact on their line. And I there, there is a real debate if you want to say Taylor got to play in a much better situation than Carson did. I, I think that's a real debate. But it also doesn't matter. Like, you, you, you play the cards you're dealt. And I don't know that Carson did enough to demand he get back on the field. He didn't have a heck of a lot of options. And I'm not sure he's the right guy to send out against this Niner team. If it was up to me and it's not, you, you stick with Taylor. And, and it sounds like they are sticking with Taylor. But let's hear it one more time from, from Ron because you know Nate, Marcel Nate joins us here in about 10 minutes and he's going to have a, a whole big amount of opinions. Um, it's a big difference now that Carson is back hit, healthy and back on the field in uniform. Here's Ron Rivera in my conversation yesterday. I was down there at halftime. I saw Carson come sprinting out of that tunnel. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this 6'5 unit. Did, does that change the, yeah. the the kind of the situation at all? It does. It does. I mean, you know, going into the second half, scoring early, moving the ball the, the way we did, it, it, was, it would have been hard for me to, 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 to sure. make a change right there. I mean, I have to. If that went differently, could you have thought about it? Yes, it had. But, you know, again, it didn't. Right. So, so it never crossed my mind. Once we got that score, I always felt, okay, here we go. Here it comes. That was the best drive of the game. Yeah. But, but you're, you're thinking, here we go. And, and this is what we got to do. And let's continue with this. Got to continue with this. Does that mean three games left you got to continue with it? Or does it mean let's see how it goes the, the first few games? I, I think got a text from um, a buddy the offense fundamentally changed when Carson came in the in the game. Just consider this. Heineke has now started two more games than Carson. He has four more completions than Carson in two games. Like they're just throwing way less with Heineke on the field. In two more starts, 60 minutes of more of action. He's attempted nine more passes. I mean, you can extrapolate that out over the amount of games. Like, I, I think, I bet, I mean, I, I can pull up. In Carson's six starts, he threw the ball probably an average of about 41 times. The last game against the Bears, it dropped way down. But remember, Carson was playing through a broken finger. I don't know why they didn't pull him at halftime of that game. 
in Heineke's eight starts, I bet at least half of them he's throwing under 30 times. Yeah, I mean, 28, 29, 27, 23, 29. So it's a big difference in attempts, and and I think that's why the yardage numbers are, are so skewed. We'll open the phone lines up because I, I see that people have been calling. Um, Barcelona Nate joins us next. We'll go phones at 1130 talking about Wentz and Heineke. It's not up to me. I think they stay with Heineke. I think it's the only move, especially against the Niners, and then you see where you're at from there. Don't go anywhere. Barcelona Nate joins us next. It appears... Landfill, it's a Christmas miracle. Fire alarm's off. I think we made it. I mean, hopefully there's no fire. We just survived a building fire. Put that on my tombstone. We'll be right back. Be Mitch Finley. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 